betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Happy Friday, Albuquerque. You made it through another week, and the boys are proud of you. Speaking of the boys, the boys are at the ballpark today. Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the Lab. Beautiful overcast day. Could not be a more beautiful day for some Isotopes baseball. Oh, yeah. It's a Fredless Friday. So tell your friends to tune in. Fred's not here. Let's have some fun with it. Lucky for me, I got top shelf A number one, Robert Buck D. Gibson with me. What's happening, my guy? Man, I haven't been here in a while. I haven't been to the lab in a while. I I was just walking in, and I was like, you know what? I haven't been able to be on air for a pregame on a Friday. Not just because I've been busy, but and also the isotopes have been out of town. So I'm glad to be here, Van. You get shadow banned or what? What you nah, do? No, 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 no. Didn't nah? get shadow banned. We're good. We're straight. Yeah, we're straight. You're not running from warrants or anything. No, nope. we good Dude, to go. No, this is the last place I would be if I was running <laughs> from warrants. Hey, hey, twelve thousand people. <laughs> hey, hide in plain sight, baby. <laughs> got a great program for you today, friends of the show, loyal listeners. Got some. Isotopes players coming on next segment. We got Forrest Stolten coming on with us. Talk about what to expect tonight and this weekend up at the lab. We're talking a lot of NFL today. There's a lot of NFL hotness and NFL adjacent hotness that we're going to tackle. We got a special little tasting in the 6 o'clock hour too. Chris Lurig and our friends at Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka coming up to the lab. And we're going to try... A little bit of watermelon walk-off live hey, on air. I'm, I'm, hey, this is the day to be back here then. Yeah. I picked a good one. Welcome back. We're going to do some little sipping on some mariachi margaritas. Teller's Safe House Distilling. Their pre-canned cocktails are absolutely amazing. Make sure yes. you grab one when you're up here at the lab. I mean, we're just right across from the Teller booth. We're so close, we can just read off what they're offering. Yes, and <laughs> the price. right there, and the prices, yep. Got the watermelon walk-off, mariachi margarita, grapefruit hibiscus lemonade. Yes. Got the blueberry lavender lemonade. Mm. Teller's bringing that hotness up here at the lab. Who's not bringing the hotness today? Well, hold on, hold on. Time Uh-oh. out. Uh-oh. Time out. I'd be remiss if I didn't say hello to our DJ back at the studio, super producer, Mr. Mike Vital. What's yeah. happening, guy? How you guys doing? Happy Friday. Yes. Yay, yay. Doing, doing well, Mike. Very well. They have you. It uh, sounds like a, it's going to be a good night at the ballpark. Oh, you know it. It's always a good night at the ballpark. They're giving away beer steins tonight. I, I saw those. Those are nice. Mike, I think it's going to be a great weekend here altogether. Sure. Yeah. Got the big Breaking Bad event tomorrow that's the right. Forest will tell you about. Sunday is going to be a banger as well. And I'm not going to apologize 
after having fun up here at the ballpark. You better like that not. coward Will Smith did today. Oh, man, don't even get me started As on he this. He had the most self-apologetic, half-heart apology I've ever heard. Yeah, that's what I call feeble. That was super feeble. Did his, do you think his PR team left him yeah. after the incident? Because well, that was bad. Well, they are. there was no PR team. His PR team is Jada. That's who he was talking to. It was crazy because I was like, when did Will Smith forget how to read? Did you, did you see that? Like, it was he, pretty bad. <laughs> it was horrible. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And I, I really didn't get much from it. Um, I'm a big redemption story guy. Okay. I'm like, with you. He really didn't necessarily commit that heinous of a crime, so it's not like he's going to get locked up for it. Yeah. He's not going to get in big trouble for it, so it's not like he has to you know, go, go to jail and pay for his crimes. I believe everyone deserves a second chance. Well, I feel like what, it would. I feel like it would have been better if he would have just leaned more into it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I did it three months ago. I did this, and if I had the chance to do it, I'd do it again. <laughs> I would have felt better if he said that. Taking a vacation to India once does not absolve <laughs> you of that incident yeah. that happened at yeah. the Oscars. Yeah, like that was still a shock. You know. I read an article shortly after it happened that people, like, legit got PTSD from the incident. Stop And it. was going to their therapist. Stop And it. complaining about how that incident affected them at a core emotional level. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You know, we take, we take mental health very seriously here on the show. Yes. And we that's pro- why I'm saying, oh, my goodness, to this. We provide, <laughs> we provide a lot of resources to the community. And, you know, guys out there, it's hard to talk about what you're going through, but please break through that wall and try to help yourself out so you can help out your friends and family in the long run. But with that being said, give me a break. Yeah, stop it. How soft are you that seeing someone slap a dude on television gives you PTSD? Well, and my thing was watching this whole, and I'm doing air quotes, apology. He, look, just go to Chris Rock and apologize man to man face-to-face, he, this, so why are you talking to us then? Yeah. That's how I feel. We, everybody around the world had nothing to do with what you did to that man. That's all you, brother. That's all you. That's all on you. You got to deal with that. However he wants to take it, he has every right to. But all of this, let's put on a show and make it a telethon event and, ah, come on, stop it. If you get PTSD from watching the Will Smith, Chris Rock incident, nah. quit going the Marvel movies, quit yeah. going the Fast and the Furious yes. movies, yes. quit watching The Walking Dead, there's, there's worse images in your head every day. You have to be Amish from if that's some, the case. From some cuck <laughs> and his alopecia'd out <laughs> wife having an incident on television. Yeah. You can't be that's on social not media. Real. That's not real. No, it's not. You yeah. can't do anything that's in the modern age or, or, or <laughs> entertainment-wise and not have it from anything else. Throw your TV out the window, bubble wrap yourself. Yeah. It's a joke. Hey, and isn't this incident, isn't that why Will's mama moved him to Bel Air in the first place? <laughs> he, he's a violent person. That, that kind of. Yeah. He's a thug. Him. Gro- him. <laughs> I remember. 
Will Smith growing up in that culture oh. in the mean streets of Philly. Man. And then going to his cushy life in Bel Air. Yeah. He was supposed to avoid incidents like this. Yeah, he, he brought the hood to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the Will out of South Philly. <laughs> you can never take the South Philly out of Will, I oh guess. Oh, my goodness. So kudos to Will Smith for trying, I guess. I yeah. mean. That was I mean, forced. He put himself out there as, as half hearted and scripted and soft as it was. He, At least he put himself out there and tried. Hey, he Mac. might he might win an award for that. <laughs> <laughs> Most dramatic role in the Instagram <laughs> post goes to come on. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Just like eight of the nine last movies he's been in have been a joke oh, too. Oh I he went downhill hard. Well, you know what? Someone made a great point to me the other day. And I don't know if they got this off the Internet, but it was pure genius, and I thought about it. It's like, man, Will's messed his career up so much, you didn't even hear Summertime played at all this summer. <laughs> and I had to think about it. His Summertime got canceled, huh? You, you know what's so funny? I'm, I, I'm on a hip-hop radio station. I'm on a hip-hop radio station. I'm like, we haven't played Summertime either. <laughs> <laughs> he must got banned. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline. If you got hot takes, we got the airlines for you. Yes. Friend of the show, Hawk, what's happening, my guy? What's on your mind? Fellas, two men on. What up? What's up, Hawk? How bees it? Hey, the rumor, the rumor mill is that uh, you guys have issue with uh, chatting about the Aggies. That's, that's what I hear on the streets, anyway. On the streets? Don't believe the rumors. Yeah. Your boy used to live in Las Cruces for six years. I'm Switzerland here well, in yeah, Albuquerque. No. I support uh, everything right. well, the Lobos good, do, then, but also go Aggies. I heard, your, I heard your partner say that they didn't support talking about Aggies, and I was like, boys, you got to realize... You're our sole radio connection to insight on our boys down there in Cruces, you know. So yeah. I listen to you guys, and you know what? Any team the Lobo plays on for them, they play the Aggies, they ain't nothing. They're going down <laughs> like they've been going down. Yeah, obviously anyway, my allegiance the, is to the, the Lobos. Only reason, the only reason Lobo fans don't like to talk about the Aggies is because they're scared of losing to the Aggies, and then we talk smack and take over the show. So, you know. So go Aggies, go Cowboys. Love the show, fellas. You guys have a, what was it, you're taking shots tonight or something? Have them <laughs> hey. for you. Hey, no shots on air. we got to be uh, responsible uh, members of the press here. But uh, we will be sipping on some of that Teller vodka watermelon walk-off in the 6 o'clock hour. Hey, look. I get it, Aggie fan. You're passionate. You moved up here to Albuquerque probably because you realize that Albuquerque is exponentially better than Las Cruces. I understand. Hmm. Hmm. Also, there's a lot of Aggies in Albuquerque. It is. Yeah, and a they're loud lot. too. A whole as they should be. And they should be loud yes, exactly. because every time they play the Lobos in whatever sport, it's their friggin' Super Bowl. The Aggie season is great. <laughs> the Aggie season is great. They can go. 0 and 15, yeah, and then beat the Lobos, and it's a good season. It's cool. Well, so don't I get forget it. the basketball program is his every year annually goes to the NCAA basketball tournament. So that's you know very at, very don't popular. Forget, don't program. forget to put that in there, Mike. There you yes, go. Yes, I need to do that. There you go. 
The boys are at the lab today. Speaking of the lab, when we get back, Mr. Everything here at the lab, Forrest Stolting, joins us to talk all things isotopes. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're in the mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio right now up at the Lab, Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the Lab. Love You'd like that. me to say the whole thing. Yeah. Why, why not, you know? For all of your real estate needs, make sure you reach out to John Lopez and his amazing team at John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy. To my right, Mr. Everything, wearer of hats. Regular contributor to the program, Mr. Forrest Stolting. Welcome back, my friend. Always good to be here, boys. Thanks yes. for having me on. Hope you are doing well, too. So do you guys have a special person standing outside with, like, an umbrella and a mister and water bottles for all these people that are in line already? Because it's beer stein night oh, yeah. at the lab. The first 2,498 fans <laughs> get a beer stein tonight. Now, where, where is that number coming from? Because the boys got the first two. Is this one of the biggest ones of the year? For sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the beer steins, people come out in droves for this. Uh, the art on as I was telling you, is absolutely magnificent. It's got the front of the lab on there with uh, fireworks up above in the sky. Truly picturesque, our 20 years logo. So not only is this just a, a hot item for the beer stein, but it's such a unique item because of the 20 years uh, associated with the beer stein. Uh, I'm looking at the fellas set it up right there. I love uh-huh. looking at the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, when do they start? Because it looks like they've been here for a while. It takes them normally about, you know, a couple hours, an hour and wow. a half to get this everything sorted out and make sure everything's okay. Sometimes they leave them in the boxes, but for yeah. something like this, yeah. they might leave, like, you know, the, the T-shirts in there or something like that. But when it's a beer sign's in a little box like that, you got to make it accessible so the ushers can just – Give you one, give you one, get out of here. Get one, get one, get out of here, you know? So for, like, the giveaways, like, the, especially the really big ones, the limited ones, the ones that everyone wants, do you have, like, a blacklist for people? Like, do you have, like, an employee? <laughs> do you have an employee here who, like, scours Craigslist and eBay to make sure these people are – it's going to the fans? We don't, I don't do that. I don't know of anybody doing that. <laughs> yeah. But as long as you got a ticket, yeah, we're not going to – do too much digging, you know. So if you get a ticket and you're one of the first whatever fans through the gates, by all means, we're going to give you one. It's what you want to do with it afterwards. Is uh, It's on you. But yeah. it would be much cooler if you kept it than sold it, that's for sure. Yes. Tomorrow night is going to be the absolute hotness. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a big deal tomorrow. As this tomorrow concourse is, is going to be crowded. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. I was going to say the calm before the storm, but it's not going to be calm tonight. No, it's not going to be So there is no calm. There is no calm. It's right back into it. There's no chill Friday night at the lab. It's always popping. But tomorrow is you have a special Breaking Bad memorabilia in-stadium auction that goes to charity. That's correct, yep. Um, We have 33 different packages right now up on our website. If fans want to go to abqisotopes.com, when you look at the home page, you'll see the picture of a few of the items. Just click on that picture. It'll take you to the landing page with all 33 different packages. 13 of them come with a picture uh, with Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, the two stars, Walter White, a.k.a. Heisenberg, and Jesse Pinkman. 
Um, so I think those 13 packages with not only the items we're offering, but with the chance to get a meet and greet and a quick picture with Brian and Aaron, um, they're going to sell for a lot. I think there's going to be a few bidding wars going on tomorrow night between a few of the yeah. different items, especially those boots. Sure. And the, uh, that five-gallon bucket of Pollo from Pollos Hermanos. Oh, yeah. Because that, cool. that, to me, is what my, my favorite item because it's so recognizable to anybody yeah. in Albuquerque. Right. So. so not only will they do the meet and greet, they're throwing out the first pitch as well. And singing, and uh, singing? take you out to the ball game in the oh, seventh yeah. inning. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. We'll put them up on the big screen. Um, it's going to be really fun to see them sing. I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to go on a limb that Brian's probably a little bit better singer than Aaron, but I guess we'll find out. We'll see. We'll oh, see. Ooh, we'll see. shots fired. <laughs> I hope you're in town listening right now, Aaron, because uh, the place is going to be packed tomorrow because you know how much Albuquerque – Loves Breaking Bad. And we can't forget also about Green Chili Cheeseburger Night. Yeah. Saturday yeah. presented by Blake Slaughterburger. They'll be here on the concourse with three or four different stands for any fan to buy uh, some Green Chili Cheeseburgers. And we all know that is a staple burger here in Albuquerque. Exactly. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's one that's got just the right amount of spice and bite to it. Good, good quality burger. So come out and make sure you support the green chili cheeseburgers on Saturday night, as well as our Breaking Bad fans. And the, the green chili cheeseburger night is fun because it's unique merch. Oh, my like, God. Yes. You don't have them as often as mariachis. You yeah. don't have them as often as the alternate jerseys for the isotopes. It's more limited. Oh, for sure. Are, are you going to have to stock the team store with more oh. green chili cheeseburger yep. stuff? They, they've restocked the team store with that just for tomorrow to make sure we didn't run out of any merchandise. Because, um, as you said, it's – such a unique item and those things sell at the beginning of the year we were selling out of those the green chili cheeseburger merchandise extremely quickly so i uh, had to get a few more into the store and make sure we had enough for tomorrow night so if you're a fan of the green chili cheeseburgers there'll be plenty of options for you in the store tomorrow night um forrest can you tell us about those those two local charities that the proceeds will be going to for tomorrow night yeah one's uh for the children's cancer fund of new mexico which obviously will help uh kids who are devastatingly going through some kind of cancer issues, um, then as well as Veterans Affairs yes. um, to help them. So two ec- extremely great causes in New Mexico, and all the money is staying in the state of New Mexico. Both these funds are he- here to help uh, folks in the state of New Mexico and in Albuquerque specifically. So everyone's money will be benefiting uh, the community, which is what us as an organization is going for with this auction. Awesome. And this is all in person. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, you have, have to you be have here. You have to have a ticket to, to 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 bid. There's no online bidding. If you don't get a ticket, you missed out. Because the only way you can put a bid down is you get a pen or a pencil. You write your name down legibly. I must say. Sure. Very important. It's not legible. Eh, sorry. Go to the next guy. But <laughs> <laughs> so so, how do they know if they won? Will it be put it'll on, be, on the it'll board? It'll be announced or? over the PA and yeah. on the video board up there. Oh, so you're just gonna have some people. Screaming and yelling when they see you. Oh, oh yeah. You, you'll know who won based on the screams. You're going to the hear stands. the screams. You're going to hear the groans. You're going to get both of them at the same time. And the auction starts when gates open at 5 o'clock, and it will go through uh, all the fourth inning. Once the first pitch of the fifth inning hits, that's when we're going to close the auction. Um, so be sure to get there early and keep an eye on the auction throughout the evening. And when it gets to be, you know, the third and fourth inning, if there's one item you really want, 
I suggest hanging on the table is to make sure yeah. you get it. Cause You're going to have to lurk the oh, whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bracano, New Mexicano, Breaking Bad fan, Isotopes fan, and lover of auctions. Tomorrow night is your night. Make sure you get a ticket early because it's going to be a sellout. A lot of people oh, want to yes. get in on this auction. And it's going to be you versus but 14,573 people. Something like that. Going yeah, after these about, items. Basically, yeah. the, I would, you versus the city, okay? That's what it's going to yeah. be. <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised if you had some uh, folks from out of state coming just, oh, to, that's true. just to, for this auction, you that's know? That's true. Would not be surprised at all. Because, I mean, especially from California, since it's, what, only, what, 10 hours away, quick right. flight. So, mm-hmm. would not be surprised if maybe even Phoenix or Denver. So, um yeah, folks from all over the country will be coming into this thing, I think. So I'll, sure definitely, I'll definitely be here, and hopefully there's some dope items within my budget. But the kind of love that Breaking Bad has <laughs> and the kind of, like, limited availability yeah. of these items, I di- I'm pretty sure I'm going to be priced out for us. There's and certainly some <laughs> items that I'm already priced out of. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and he's got the inside, he's got the sure. inside track on everything, and he's already priced out. Goodness. So, real quick before we let you go, Sunday is 10 lunchboxes. Yep, yeah. that's correct. T-I-N. Yeah. You do not get tin lunchboxes. <laughs> no, T-I-N, the, ma- the, the material tin. You yeah, know, like the old, the old school lunchboxes like from the 1940s and 50s, yeah. you know. I'm sure your grandparents or your parents remember those really well. So not only, not only a good gift for your kiddos, maybe a good little gift of nostalgia for the, uh, the elderly folks in your family. The boys are out there playing hacky sack. They're keeping it really loose oh, today. The pitchers love to do that, Like man. These are these yeah. Friday vibes. I wish they would do it like – 2.30 to 3, or 3 to 3.30 while I'm here setting up, because I want to see how, if it's like riding a bike, because I used to have pretty mean hack skills. Oh, back in the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. I see that. Called it SEPA in my day. You remember that? Ever, really? What? It's just hacky sack? Yeah. I thought it was hacky it's sack. Hacky sack. Yeah, it's hacky sack. It's SEPA. Man, what yeah. kind of league were you in, bro? Like, yeah, never heard of that. Yeah. Pinky's out. <laughs> okay, one of For those. Sure. There you go. One of those? Yeah. yeah it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Vegetarians who drive You Prius. see that gel in that hair? <laughs> <laughs> Having a lot of fun up at the lab today. Make sure you guys get out here. Going to be a great game. A little bit of overcast action. However, Slight breeze. The rain is going to miss us from yep. when I last saw on the radar, so we're all good to go. As rain now. beat me to it for us. The rain's going to miss. It's going to be a great day here at the lab. First 2,498 <laughs> fans with a paid ticket get a beer stein, so hurry up and get down here. The line is already forming. Anything else before we let you go? First pitch, 7 o'clock tonight, 6.35 tomorrow, gates at 5. And on Sunday, the finale, 6 o'clock. Hope to see everybody there. Boom, you'll see me here. More sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. That's what it is, Albuquerque. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Topes are out in left field getting warmed up right now. The hacky sack circle has broken apart, and now they are doing traditional exercises. It's a Fredless Friday up at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab. The boys are at the ballpark, and we're having a lot of fun with it. Joined by Robert Buck D. Gibson with us uh, did you ever get in a hacky sack? Were you a hacky sack? Actually, dude? yes, I did. I got introduced to it when I was in the Marine Corps. Okay. Um, and so when we would be in, like, 
basic training, that one, like our downtime. That's when I learned it. I was like, what is this? Was it, and, was it a dude from Northern California? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, get, I guarantee you it's the same vibe out there. Somebody from San Francisco or Berkeley's out there is like, do you guys hack, bro? Well, the first time, <laughs> the first time I ever went to, like, the Bay Area was for what we call Fleet Week. Okay. That's where you go do all your training before you go overseas um, on ships. And they were having full-blown tournaments, full-blown, competitive, noise-talking, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. That was my first time seeing it at that type of high level. You're like, it's tiny soccer for skinny yeah. white people. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> but anything can be turned into a competitive sport, though. When you're in the military, you got to wake up really early, right? Yeah, unfortunately. And I like waking up early and going to the YMCA, Robert, because that's oh, where I yeah. start my day every day. The gym facilities are phenomenal, and the people are even better. And what they do for the community is just top shelf. Highly advise you, like the boys, to start your day at the YMCA. Kyler Murray's been catching a lot of flack for this contract thing. My goodness. First, the Arizona Cardinals had egg all over their face for putting this stupid thing in the contract in the first place. Right. And then not only did they do that, but they leaked it. Somebody leaked it. So if you don't have confidence in your guy, how are you going to give your guy $200 million? If you don't think he's going to study, Makes no why sense. do you put it in the contract? Makes no sense whatsoever. And then you look like a fool because it leaks to the media, and then people like us get to make fun of you and pick you apart. And then they take it out. And then poor. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And then poor Kyler has to take all this heat for 48 hours to the point where he had a impromptu press conference where he pleaded to the media, I'm not an idiot. I love I it. do my homework. I loved it, and he stayed way more composed than I would have. I love the fact that he pointed out, hey, you guys know I was drafted to play Major League Baseball as well. Yeah. So you don't think I just show up and figure out what I'm going to do once I'm on the field. Yes. Come on, man. There's no way you get to the heights of the highest right. of the NFL first-round draft pick. Yes. Heisman candidate. Yes. First-round draft pick in football. I mean, in baseball. Mm -hmm. You don't get to be that good without studying, without practicing, without putting in the work. Not everyone's Tom Brady, but still, you can't get that far without putting in the work. And then the media backlash happened, and then just like you said, right. they pulled it right out of the contract. Well, okay, I'm glad you brought up Tom Brady because here's, here's the issue that I see when it comes to Kyler Murray. Uh, let's, let's just talk about it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson. We know what that what the what the combine looked like for Brady. He was horrible. Mm -hmm. he, nobody was like this guy is going to be a great quarterback. Now these guys fall victim to being such athletes. Yeah, there it is. Just being explosive, something that they've never seen at the position. It goes back to these coded words of, you know, leaders of men, and you got this anonymous guy talking about. Lamar Jackson, if it comes down to a pass, he's not going to make the pass. But guess what? We're talking about football. Football. It doesn't matter if it's a pass 
a run, hand off the ball. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We don't have the quarterbacks that were Dan Marino with, with a torn Achilles and can still play. You can't do, get away with that nowadays. The two quarterbacks to win MVP before Aaron Rodgers were the two guys who had to apologize for being black today. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Lamar Jackson <sighs> and Patrick Mahomes have both won MVPs. Right. You don't need to apologize for yourself for the way you play if you were considered the best player in the league for a year. Right. That is insane. Yeah. And they, do, they both do it in completely different ways. They both win games. Patrick Mahomes has an MVP in a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has an MVP and playoff wins. Yeah. Like, these guys aren't losers. No, you, and then, you know, let's look at Kyler Murray. He started last year 7-0. and oh. You know, there was, there was MVP, MVP talk for him there. Let's not just say you take a little microcosm of, you know, his downfall from last season, and now he's a trash quarterback. That, that, that happened fast. So quick. Yeah. So quickly. If you, st- if, if you stop the season – Halfway through last year, he's your league MVP. Oh, by far. And I know everyone who's listening is is probably thinking, hey, but it takes an entire season. Yes. Trust me, look at your team, and you won't tell me, unless you have one of the elite top quarterbacks, you want Kyler Murray. Sorry, you want Lamar Jackson. Correct. You want these guys. Correct. Like, let's not act like you don't. I got both of those guys floating in between the 8 to 10 area. Right. So that means 20-ish teams – We'll trade their guy for this guy. Yes. So they yes. don't. These guys, sh- they have a track record of success. They're insanely talented. They shouldn't have to apologize for the media because of the media's perception. And, if, got- and if you think it's a style of play issue, it's not. No. No. This is, this is subjective racism. This is below the surface racism. A, a run, a white running quarterback doesn't have to make his case why he should be on the field this is ridiculous well we got to stop thinking of the prototypical quarterback which was in the 80s a lot of the 90s um everyone that's not what every quarterback is now yeah you know for to take lamar jackson right people forget that harbaugh played his brother in the super bowl sure he had colin kaepernick yep even though the Ravens did win, Harbaugh looked at that team and was like, man. This is the future. These dudes, mm-hmm. damn near beat us. They, after the lights went out, people forget, after the lights came back on, look, the 49ers were coming up. And so it took for him, he was like, you know what, he went from Flacco, which is the prototypical seaman in the shoes, wherever you come to rush me, if I don't get blocks, I'm getting sacked, yeah. quarterback, to Lamar Jackson change his entire Super, offense. Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. Yes, change his entire offense because he had the foresight to see, hey, this isn't what football is going to be forever. And I don't know why the media, anybody else, Mr. Anonymous and all these other people can't get with the program. I mean, and it's – you don't say this about white pocket quarterbacks. You don't hear it at all. Well, you don't hear it about. You, you know what you hear? Like a guy, like Tom Brady is an outlier. Okay, every, right, right, every, right. Not everyone's Tom Brady. Right. But a guy like you said, Joe Flacco. A guy like uh, the Patriots, Mac Jones. Yeah. Like your classic prototypical quarterback, mm-hmm. the one that can throw the ball and hit receivers where they're supposed to be, and just stands there. 
you don't see those those guys like oh man these guys know the playbook in and out like these are, <laughs> i mean he's a locker room guy like he is a he's a leader of yeah. men i'll say another name that really doesn't get the respect that he deserves russell wilson he won a super bowl he was a play away from winning two super bowls and people will say yes they had a great defense but yeah, I was look at the the way he played. If he didn't play the way that he played with that offensive line that they had, even last year when he was with the Seahawks, they don't win anything, man. They don't win anything. Those are the type of quarterbacks you need because guess what? People have gotten so athletic on the defensive side of ball. If you got that guy and you don't have a a a, a offensive line like the Hogs back in the day, your quarterback's yep. getting killed. Sure. Sorry, that's 100%. just what it is. It's the future. Tom yeah. Brady. Freak of nature. Don't compare anyone to him. They're getting phased but out. The old school, stay in your pocket quarterback, it's over. Even if you look at, okay, my squad, the Chargers, people see Herbert, big, tall, strong guy, but he can run. He can run. He can run. Aaron Rodgers yes. is not a running quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers is also 11th all-time in rushing. He doesn't get hit. Yeah. Because he gets up out of there. He yeah. knows. He knows what to do. And that's what the game is. It's progressed from the old school back in the day to, to these athletes that we're seeing I, running teams. I want to continue this conversation a little more after the break. Uh, five o'clock, we got uh, some interviews with some isotopes coming up. We got Ty Block coming up with us at five o'clock. Really stoked to talk to him. 5.15, we got friend of the show, regular contributor Riley Smith hanging out with us. And we know we always have fun with Riley. Uh, we're going to talk a little more NFL quarterbacks when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Burke. The boys are at the lab having a lot of fun. Just confirmed we got uh, Sean Bouchard at 530. Just got the confirmation. Old Boosh. And then we got Sush at <laughs> 6.15. I like that. Voice the Isotopes, Josh Sushan will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. 505-246-0610. Reach out to us on the Sports Animal Hotline. If you got hot takes and you can make it past our firewall, which is Mike Vital, we'll let you on. And on with this now, frequent contributor, Mailman. What's happening, my guy? Been a minute. What's happening, man? <laughs> what Brad's it is, my dude. Not here. That is correct. Brad's not here. And uh, Robert, don't get me started with you, because I started to go down there and stone the station because I thought they had repossessed your ID bag. I know, I like, man. Dang, this dude ain't been on the radio in a minute. Hey, uh, you you know you know I do so <laughs> many things, mailman. I get pulled in so many I directions. Guess. If I'm uh, not here, I'm busy or out of town. With Dan and Fred, so we can I'll... see what you up to. Because <laughs> I think you up to no good, but they say you do it. You're you're being a good Christian doing community work. So I hey. gotta find out. Exactly. Hey. You need to get on my social media, man. That's what you need to do. Yeah, you do. Everyone needs to, actually. Yeah. yeah. Robert Buck D. Okay. Gibson on Instagram. There we go. Mailman, right, well, hey. I guess I have to do that. Um, but I need to correct you there, Musa Robert. What's up? You said 
you hadn't heard Summertime on the radio. Now, I was listening to the radio the other day. I can't tell you which channel I was listening to mm-hmm. on the satellite joint. And uh, I said, oh, man, this is a remix. I started pumping it up. And I was like, man, ain't no words of this song, but I could swear this is Summertime by Will Smith. I looked down at the radio at the radio say it said summertime, cool in the game. Yeah, oh, the original. Said, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually said, the, the original wow. is called uh it's called Summer Madness. <laughs> that's the that's the original. Yeah. By Cool in the Game. Yeah, I that's said, the Wait original. A minute. I didn't know Cool in the Game did this. Yeah. I'm going to how big Willie style has fallen. <laughs> Mailman, you're going to love this. We back in Miami, and last on uh, Dominican mommies <laughs> start talking to Poppy again, and maybe he'll get it back together. Bienvenidos a Miami. Mailman, the yeah, reason Fred is. isn't here, and you're going to love this, Fred is uh, in Nashville at SummerSlam. You got any SummerSlam oh, hot takes? You didn't tell me. Wait, he oh, didn't tell you either, mailman? I think that. I see a pattern here. I would have <laughs> drove the RV, too. <laughs> I would have drove the RV. Y'all would get down the Chisholm Trail. I would have drove it. <laughs> Fred, Fred could have sat in the back and rolled like Big Willie style in the back. I would have drove him there. Oh, you sure you don't want to go in the mail truck? That'd be a fun ride. No more. Like poetic I justice. I tell us no more. I get it. <laughs> You don't have to beat me over the head with the lead pipe. I ain't one of the fellas no more. <laughs> I get it. But you got, got any pre- mailman? You got any predictions? Oh, you got any hot takes oh, for oh, SummerSlam? Aggie fan. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> mailman, I think we're losing you. Thanks for the call. Yeah, bye, fellas. <laughs> I do. I did. I did want to hear his hot takes. On SummerSlam because I know nothing. Are you caught up? Do you know what the hotness is yeah, for SummerSlam? Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up. It's it's pretty much the same old, same old. You have Brock Lesnar going against Roman Reigns. Same old stuff. But it's just like, you know, now that the, the element of McMahon not being in the mix, you got to see where the, what direction they're going to go. That's, that, to me, is the most exciting thing when it comes to the WWE. So Vince Mann retired right. in the community, but did he retire from being on the show? Yes. Is he still part of the show? No. So they Because I would like to see him go out center stage, yeah. get booed by the Nashville crowd, and then <laughs> body slam by Triple H, the new president. Oh, oh you need to be a writer. Yeah. That, that would be dope. Can I write and make that, money and that, then not have to watch it? Yeah. You don't. You just, <laughs> just tell. In just, person, though. <laughs> rest, yeah. 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 In person, WWE's the jam. I thought Mailman had something to say about football. He was talking about everything else but football. Yeah. But that's Mailman. I gotta, I'm glad he reminded me of the movie Poetic Justice, though. Yeah, he did. Shout out. To that. <laughs> I got I to gotta watch that again. Hey, that was a good it's reference. Been for, it's been forever. Hey, that's a good reference. That's okay. That's a good reference. All right. If we, if we don't find a better one, today's I-9 Varsity is going to be the I-9 Varsity of Tupac movies. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. Poetic Justice will 100% make it. Tupac Movies is going to be at our I-9 Varsity today. There we go.
Mikey Vital. Mike, Mike, what Mike. did I tell you? Come on, man. We don't play Nelly when Fred's not here. You're killing me, man. Look, that's enough of this. <laughs> I'm going to send a strongly worded email first thing Monday morning. I can't deal with this anymore. And you have to start it with per my last email. <laughs> per my previous 16 <laughs> emails about this very same subject. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and 610 AM, the sports animal. It's a Fredless Friday as Fred is on assignment. He's our correspondent out in the streets of Nashville as Fred is attending SummerSlam, not as a wrestling fan, but as an objective (laughs) member of the media. Yeah. Does any part of that sound believable? Nah, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. The boys are at the ballpark. Come out to the lab tonight. Going to be a great game. Going to have a lot of fun. Joining us now... New friend of the show, welcome to the program, Ty Block. What's happening, my guy? Hey, guys. How are you today? Good, good. Doing good, man. Doing good, man. Weather's gorgeous. Looks like it's going to be nice and overcast, a little breeze. We love that. A little sprinkle of humidity. Makes the ball move a little bit more. Yeah. Are you uh, – what's, what's your, your key off pitch? Like, what's your go-to? Like, <laughs> whatever gets that hit around. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is, just as long as he's walking back to the dugout when it's done. Sweet. I love that attitude. Are you, like, a, are you a tablet guy? Are you, you play by feel? Like, how, how often – like, how much scouting do you do? I do a lot of scouting, um, especially at the big league level when we have a lot of information available to us, uh, just really understanding where guys' holes are, uh, understanding what they're trying to do through the at-bat. Uh, my stuff isn't something that's super dominating for guys, so I've got to be able to uh, mix it up and, and keep guys off balance and disrupt a lot of timing and leverage. So uh, just understanding how to best do that with hitters for me is taking a lot of time and uh, effort and uh, trusting the coaches. They put a lot of effort, too, in their scouting reports and then uh, reading swings on my own, too. So I was, I was reading up on you, Ty, and it shows here your major league uh, baseball debut is the same as my birthday, September the fifth. Hey. Nice. How did how did you feel September fifth, twenty sixteen? Man, that, that debut. How did you feel? That was a cool day. Yeah. Um, so I was playing for the San Francisco Giants at the time. I just got called up about four days before that, and uh, we were playing in Denver. And I I was born and raised in Denver, so uh, nice. it was really fun. What I had a moment. I had like two or three hundred people there. That oh I knew, wow! Uh, at the stadium, it was. Uh, Labor Day, so a lot of people were out and about, and just a fun afternoon. And uh, situation dictated for me to come into the game. I got to throw three innings at the ballpark that I grew up watching baseball Man. in. So that was really special for me. What What was your like your your youth baseball experience like in Denver? Because I know Denver. Um, no other way to say this. We got a lot of fair weather fans. Sometimes Coors Field is more of a party than a baseball game. Mm-hmm. You know, Denver goes out to Coors Field on Friday, Saturday, and gets loose. Like, sometimes baseball <laughs> like, secondary. Like every day of the week. <laughs> so you, I'm assuming you grew up a Rockies fan, and, you know, you went through the whole Rockies experience, and now, boom, play for the friggin' Rockies, man. Is this the childhood dream come true? Is yeah. this what you journaled about? Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, you know, it's one of those things as a kid. My earliest memories were, uh, like, opening day 1993 at, at Mile High Stadium. You know, the first game the Rockies ever played there. Wow. You know, 85,000 people. And then uh, really remember 1995 opening day, Dante Bichette hitting the walk-off home run at Coors Mm. Field. And, uh, you know, those those guys kind of formed my childhood, you know, seeing those teams. And back then they were good. You know, they they were competing for playoffs and uh, right in it. So, like, for me, that was kind of one of those things that 
I just built off of and I loved every minute of uh, of that journey and then now being able to to play for play for the Rockies it's been a dream come true getting to run out there that uh, opening day this year at Coors like having that Rockies uniform on was really really special so anybody who makes it to this level I'm just assuming when they were younger, they were the shortstop, the center fielder, and the pitcher, right? Right. 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 With that being said, who did you model your game after when you were younger? Who, who did you look up to? You know, my favorite player uh, growing up was Andres Galarraga. Nah. Big cat. Uh, the big yeah. cat. Big cat. Yeah. So yeah. He was my favorite growing up, and then uh, when he left, then it quickly became Todd Helton. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously what he's done, but I love Larry Walker, Vinny Castilla, Ellis Burks, Dante Bichette, you know, watching all those guys, and. I, I always thought I, I was going to be a hitter. That's what I always thought. So now that I'm a pitcher, it's kind of a funny turnaround. But, uh, uh, you know, just a lot of great players have come through this organization, just been able to get to meet a lot of them this year and, and things like that. It's been really special. Well, like you said, you're a pitcher. How are you acclimating to the new robo-ump? How has that been for you? Yeah, that's been weird. You know, so this is my first week down here in AAA uh, using the, the robot umpires and and the zone is a lot smaller than a typical big league zone. Really? Is what I've found. Mm-hmm. You know, so pitches that I've thrown all year that have been strikes are now balls. And I'm like, whoa, like yeah. that's been a strike all year. So <laughs> yeah. just kind of uh, as a command guy, it kind of throws you off a little bit when you're when you're trying to pick those corners and, and work every quadrant in that strike zone. Uh, having to adjust is a little bit difficult. So with that adjustment, do you think that helps or does it kind of hinder you? Because I'm, I'm kind of curious because – you know, with that, that would have to be, like, a big change for me. But for you, do you, th- do you look at that as a positive to, to help your game? Uh, I think from, like, the standpoint of what we've all seen, not a lot of guys like it, honestly. Okay. Um, I think it's just it's just so much different than what we're accustomed to. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously there's bad calls that are made by, by real umpires, but they're human beings. That's part right. of the game. I think that's part of the beauty of the game. And uh, so much of this, you know, robotic stuff and the pitch clock, you're taking away from the quality of the game, I think. Right, right. And like, if they're trying to put the best players on the field, to put the best product out there, I think there's there's better ways to do that and and uh, than some of the things that they're trying. But at least they're trying. I, mm-hmm. I respect that they're they're trying to make changes, trying to get more people interested in the game. But um, I'm not sure that robot umpires are the answer at this point. Yeah. Um Next episode, I mean, next segment, we got Riley Smith coming up, and he's very vocal about how much he dislikes it. He doesn't like any of those new rules. Have you have you got to meet the robot yet? Because <laughs> voice, voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan, keeps telling me it's not a real robot running around, and I don't believe a word of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We're in the clubhouse talking about how we think it gets di- calibrated differently every day. Because yeah. it's like you throw one pitch, you're like, that was a strike yesterday, but it's not today, and, like, the, the calibration might be a little bit off, but haven't, haven't met the guy yet, you know, so uh, I, I couldn't tell you if he's a straight shooter or not. <laughs> so, okay, you're, you're, you're from Colorado. You're from Denver. Um, tell me the difference between playing there, pitching there, and coming down to Albuquerque. What's the biggest difference? I think the biggest difference is, is probably just, like, the, the level of the competition, right? right. Like, the, the players here are great. Mm-hmm. Not not taking anything away from that. Triple A baseball is really high quality baseball, but I think when you see big league baseball players yeah. every single day, you see h- how consistent they are at what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the a lot of the guys in Triple A are, are really close to being that, mm-hmm. but it's still developing. So that's the biggest thing is when I'm down here, it's like okay, like gives me a chance to work on some things. Like hey, fine tune this, fine tune that. 
when you're in the big leagues, it's all about competing and winning baseball games, and right. that's the only thing that right. matters is mm-hmm. how can we win today and how can I help the team win today. Usually when we talk to players, like they're from all over the country and the world, but you're from right up the street in Denver. Like most people come here and they have culture shock, but yeah. it's not that different here. You know, you got some historic Spanish and native culture. Yeah. It's the same elevation, yeah. close to the same food. Do you kind of feel like home here in Albuquerque? Yeah, Albuquerque is a great city. I've spent a lot of time here, uh, played tournaments here in high school. And uh, then when I was at Creighton, we played a series here against New Mexico. And so I've, I know Albuquerque really well. I played several years in the PCL. Uh, pitching for Sacramento, so uh, pitched a lot, of, a lot of games here at, at uh, Isotopes Park, and just getting to getting to know the city. There's so much good food, good culture. Um, I really enjoy it, and I always drive through here every year on my way to spring training, and often spend the night, you know, and, yeah. and check out a new spot. So it's a great place. I really like the city. I think there's a lot of really neat areas. Let me give me the one player that's in the league right now you love to face on the mound. One player that I'd love to face. Yeah. Uh, I've Joey yeah. Gallo probably, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> such an easy strikeout. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get many of those. So, yeah, whichever guy I can strike out, you know. But uh, I've never, I haven't faced, uh, like, Trout or Otani. And I oh, think, you yeah. Know, what those guys are doing, I think yeah. that would be kind of fun lineup to get to face those guys. Uh, uh, the Cardinals lineup would be a fun one to go against, mm-hmm. uh, with seeing what uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado are doing yeah. over there. And it uh, be fun to kind of – to see how you stack up against those guys. I always like facing the best of the best. Because That's awesome. It, it really shows you where you are and uh, gives you confidence if you can get those guys out. Trade deadline coming up this Tuesday. You think any big moves are going to happen? You following this at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think everybody kind of does. You know, there's one of those things where you're with an organization that's either going to be buying or selling, and, and you know that if you're an organization that's buying, you might have teammates in the minor leagues that are leaving, and you, you kind of know that that's coming. And your organization that's selling, you might have new guys uh, coming in. So it's just always kind of that flux of, of things and uh, saying bye to teammates and, and meeting new guys. Um, so, yeah, we're following it, but be interesting to see what happens. You know, obviously Juan Soto, that's been the big thing. Yeah. Huge, and uh, it, it'll be uh, interesting to see if anything plays out with that. Get the, you get a lot of the, the dugout hugouts. Yes. Yeah. A lot of big mm-hmm. hugs. you got to say goodbye to friends these yeah. next few games here. I think it's so fun to watch. Like, I'm a big baseball dork. Of all the sports, baseball's my favorite. And a friend of the show, loyal listener, it's no secret. Yeah. But, I mean, I love all sports, obviously. I'm sitting in this chair, right? But this is, like, the funnest time of the year in any league because all the leagues combined don't have this much movement as baseball has in one week. Like, are there have there been years through your career where your name has been floated around and you're like, oh, okay, I better pack my bags the night before <laughs> just in case. Yeah, I remember being a being a prospect with the Giants coming up through the system and, and being kind of you know one of those prospects. You're kind of the guys that get traded away. So uh, I knew a lot of guys that were like, hey, you're getting talked about, and like the first time I was like, wait, what? Like, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> and, and you just you don't understand that because. A lot of people don't understand that, like, we've got to just pack up and move within an hour's notice. Right. And, and like, going on and taking that, uh, you know, taking that moving across the country or whatever it may be, it's, it's not always easy. And, and people don't realize that and uh, how, how tough it can be, you know, doing that. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it is a fun time and seeing what happens with the game. And, you know, you, you'll, you'll never forget moments like Wilmer Flores thinking he got traded and then he yeah. doesn't get oh, traded. Yeah. Balling on the field mm-hmm. and, and – 
you know, things like that. It's a great time, and uh, it's amazing how much of an impact it does have on the playoffs. You heard it there, new friend of the show, Ty Block, pitcher for the Isotopes. Awesome meeting you, man. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. When we get back, friend of the show, frequent contributor, might be every Friday. I'm starting to get the vibe that this might be (laughs) Fridays with Riley or whatever we want to call it. Friend of the show, Riley Smith, when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The boys are at the ballpark today, chilling at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. Stoked for the 6 o'clock hour as we have Chris Lurig, owner-operator of Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka, joining us. Yes, I'm glad you put him in the last hour. Yes. Yeah, that would have been a problem. Uh huh. We'll be <laughs> sipping on some watermelon walk-off. Gonna be sipping on some mariachi margarita. Shout out to Dylan Storm of the Isotopes. Just dropped off our beer steins. So now you're down to 2,498 beer steins officially. If you're in line right now listening to us, I hope you get your stein. I wonder if they count the ones they give us towards that stack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's 2,498 plus R2 okay. plus the players yeah. plus the front office yeah. and then like the employee of the week. Somebody? Yeah, I think, I think just the one. Hey, <laughs> we might be getting in trouble, man. <laughs> They're going to say the number is what we said it is. <laughs> Making another appearance on the show, new friend of the show, frequent contributor, we might start changing the name of this to Fridays with Riley. There you hey, go. Heck yeah, I like I that. I like that. Riley Smith joins us. What's happening, my guy? What up? How are y'all? Good, good man. Good, good. Beautiful day out here. I mean, you got the day off, or I mean, you yeah, are you, you? I threw a bullpen. I got to go work out and stuff. Okay. And do a little hot tub, cold tub. I figured by now, like this is your third time being on the show, so I think you might put yeah. it. In, you put it in your calendar now. <laughs> Shoot, I'm. Whenever I can get up here, I'll come. I, I enjoy it. Just yeah. go over. Yeah. You and Skipper had a talk. He's like, we can't give you every Friday off, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They already give us every Monday off, which is like a blessing. So uh, the boys have been beating up on some people the last few days. Yeah. Trying Thir- to. 30 runs in two games. Double-digit game before that. But you, it's like you went down to sea level yesterday, one to four. Yeah. The pitcher's duel, man. What well, was that we, like? we used them all up, and we had to have a little – you know, a little break. We'll come back tonight, hopefully, and put up some more runs. But you like to see those big run games, but sometimes you'd rather sprinkle in a six, seven spot for sure over the whole week versus use them all up yeah. in one game. Well, <laughs> I have a question when it comes to those types of games. Is it just a snowball effect where it's like everyone in the dug, everyone is like, okay, I hit mine. You go get yours. Yeah. I'm going to get another one. Is that how it works? Well, the I'll say this. Like, I know that. Uh, lineup's game plan is to get the starter out as quick as possible yeah. because they usually have more pitches, can kind of work the lineup a little bit better than typically a reliever. Relievers are typically just stuff like, here's my stuff, see if you can hit it. Mm-hmm. When those games start to get a little bit out of hand, five, six, seven run lead, people kind of lose their edge. It's really hard to, I don't know, keep the grind up, like, yeah. you know, when you're losing. So I think it just turns into kind of a snowball effect of, yeah. They're seeing it good. They're seeing it good. Confidence is like everything. So 
you go up there and the first nine guys, seven of them get hit. So those seven guys are going to turn over good at bats the next time probably right. also. Right. So. The old school cliche, hitting is contagious, right? Yeah, it is, 100%. So the first time you joined us, you had just got done shooting feral hogs out of a helicopter. <laughs> what? Last time, it gets better. Hold on. Last time you were on the program with us, you just got done shooting feral hogs with night vision goggles. Yeah. What's, what's the most Lufkin, Texas thing you've done since the last oh, time you were on? Has it all been baseball since then, or no, I, you got well, another I, crazy story for me? No, I mean, I'm, I'm just gearing up for hunting season. Once, okay. once, you know, July rolls around, I start getting my ducks in a row. And uh, I brought my bow back from All-Star break. I go over to hear miss and shoot and sight it in and get ready. I get pictures of deer on my phone from my cell phone cameras. It's just getting ready for hunt season. What is, what tags are you going after this year? Are you, do you so do Texas is a little bit different. Uh, we don't have to draw. Okay. I get a license because I'm a resident, and I can shoot like six or eight whitetail. Um, there's elk on there and mule deer, but I don't venture far enough west to get those. Um, but uh, I'll do a lot of duck hunting, and I, I drew a Kansas tag again this year, so I'll go up to t- Kansas and hunt whitetail again. I shot the biggest deer of my life last year and never found that sucker. Oh, wow. no way. Yeah, I hunted him for three years exclusively. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever taken a teammate who's never been hunting yeah. before? How yeah. was that? Because I would be that teammate. You have to make sure the gun. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing is making sure the gun's never pointed at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun, man. It, it That's a that's a topic of conversation that goes on in a locker room. I mean, yeah. I'm a country boy. I Yeah. Grew up hunting and fishing, and I feel threatened every day when people are talking about taking away guns and all that, not because <laughs> of the danger, but because that's the way I grew up. That's, right. That's how I would say 90% of my breakfasts every wow. off-season are deer meat. Or yeah. If we make spaghetti, it's deer meat. So getting to take somebody that's never experienced it out there and show them yeah. the proper way a gun's supposed to be used mm-hmm. and the, the reason behind it is, is always fulfilling. Cause it's like – you mentioned like that's the way you grew up. Like yeah. this is yeah. part, this is part culture. of yeah. it's part of your identity. It's yeah. part of your culture. 100%. And I mean that's hard to shake. Yeah. And I mean it, if we had to be real honest, if they told me I had to pick between hunting and baseball, I would quit baseball. <laughs> oh wow! Hey, I got I got yeah. that vibe. Like, I've been, I've been <laughs> sure, getting yeah. that vibe for sure. Well, I mean baseball is fun and it's a it's a means of a living for me. It's my childhood dream. Yeah. I wanted to play in the big leagues. Everybody wants to be a Hall of Famer, but baseball ends. You know, if you're lucky, at forty. Yeah. I can teach generations and generations how to, you know, fend for themselves, how to fish, yeah, how survival. to hunt, how to yeah. survive. Yeah. Because one day it's probably going to be pretty primal out here. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know. It, for, for any number of reasons. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I was going to say that. I don't watch the news because of those reasons. Yeah, I stay out of that. I like to try to have a little fun here on sports radio, there take my go. mind off of it oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh, oh, so I got to ask you, okay, do you take anything that you know from hunting and use it on the baseball field? Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I use it more in life. There we go. Okay. Not as much baseball. Like, I mean, it's kill or be killed. But yeah, there you go. Um, not literally. Not right? literally. Yeah, um, yeah. I use it more in life. Just respect for animals, for people, for the right. way the way the grass grows and the sun makes the world go round. I mean, it's just. I'm gonna tell you what my problem would be: patience. 
If I went hunting with you, you would be very upset with me. We would we wouldn't we wouldn't go sit for a while. I'd I'd put some night vision goggles on you and give you an AR with a suppressor and we'll go roll. Something man. I'm like, where is the action? Let's yeah. make it happen. No, and I mean, that would be my problem on the baseball field too. For sure. That would be my problem. That's why I, I mean I enjoy pitching. It's you're in the action every bit of it. Or yeah. the action is being brought to you. Yeah, it just yeah, depends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I mean, for a new hunter, I, I usually don't say, like, hey, let's go sit in this box stand and wait for a deer to come by for eight hours. Yeah, see, I'll be sleeping. You know, I, <laughs> we'll go. I, when I take somebody, I like to – I have a buggy, like a ranger, like a yeah. six-seater. Mm-hmm. Now it's lifted, and I can black it out, and yeah. we'll put night vision goggles on, and we'll run oh, We'll see? run 60 miles an hour through the woods with no lights on. See, now that's <laughs> what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just hauling butt and <laughs> jump out. We'll – you know, stalk like you're in the military up on some pigs yeah. and lay them out. You do – I mean, you do games still, right? Yeah. You play, you play, yeah. Is it, yeah. What's what's the game closest to that? Like night vision – is that like a Call of Duty thing? Yeah. 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 That's exactly Call what Call of Duty would be the closest? Yeah, yeah. probably. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've played video games since 007 on Super Nintendo. Remember wow. that one? Yeah. Like, Not consistently. Like Nintendo 64? I, I peaked at 007 what? and Tekken 3. Like, those are the last two games I played regularly. Man. Is that something you do as well? Um, I play video games mostly to kind of hang out with my friends back home and my my brother. Yeah. I, I am not very good. My thumb dexterity yeah. is yeah. not there. Yeah, that's why. That's, um, that's what took me out the games right there. It, it, <laughs> Most of them. It's, it's better now that they kind of put you in sections with people that are as skilled as you. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're playing Fortnite, dude, you're getting in there with, yeah. with all the streamers and just getting waxed. <laughs> so. 12-year-old just dropping yeah. F-bombs oh, all yeah. over you. Oh, yeah, talking about your mom and all kinds of – yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so, no, I, I enjoy them. I'm just not great at them. I do them just to kind of hang out and talk smack with the boys. So the squad's getting some pieces back. It seems like everyone's getting healthy at the same time. Is the feeling in the locker room you guys about to go on a run? Yeah, I mean, I'm a superstitious person, so I, I'm not going to say that we're going to go on a run. I, I sure hope we do. I know that these are the days that you prepare for all year long. You don't really prepare for April, May, June. It's July, August, September. Right. These are the days where you kind of got to reach back further than physical because uh, at this point it's the mental drag that's getting you. I mean, physically everybody's beat up already, yeah. but you just have to dig in a little bit more to recovery, make sure you're sleeping good, eating better, and – Show up to the ballpark ready to kill somebody. So you said you're a superstitious person. Give me your biggest mm. baseball superstition. That if you, we don't you have tell, enough time. Just give me, <laughs> give me one. Just give me one. Just give me one. Or are you oh. superstitious that you're not able to say them okay. all? No, I mean, I've said them, I've said them before, but it, it's talking about from when I wake up in the morning till I, till, till he shakes my head and I'm out of the game, there uh-huh. is a method to everything that I do. Wow. And it's not really that I think that I – that I, that I won't do well mm-hmm. if I don't do them. It's more of a fact that, like, when I do this, my mind is like, all right, I'm ready. Wow, this so, puts you, have, me in the so zone. you have a whole regimen. Yeah, That's what you're saying. as far okay. as food, when I get to the ballpark, yeah. what I put on in order, how, the steps of the dugout, what I do mm. with the ball when I pick it up, all of it. I mean, it's, it's all, all keyed in. And it really does not make a difference to how I perform, but it does mentally, when I do them all, I'm like, all right, nothing left to do except – Get you ready. Yep. It sounds like you're in that perfect Goldilocks zone of focus and OCD. <laughs> yeah, like you're yeah, not quite for sure. You're not counting the door handles. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're, you're right up against it. No, I mean, it, I am serious about it. Like I, I, I don't like to tell people 
like, hey, don't do these certain things, don't do this, it messes with my superstitions, you know. But I will make a point to do the same thing over and over again so they kind of catch on, like, okay, he does this this way. Like, Got you. You know, and it's easily noticeable. I do the same crap every single time. So We're up against it. we only got a couple minutes here. But, I mean, we're talking about hunting, and uh, a lot of people don't know, maybe you could help inform the listeners here, how much that regulating hunting goes back to conservation goes back to the environment a oh, lot of yeah. people don't don't realize that those things are intertwined well you know I'll, I'll just put it in pig hunting perspective there has to be 30 million pigs killed in the state of texas each year to keep the population at normal mm. people are thinking oh what does it matter if they're just rooting up well they'll tear up a cornfield in a whole night yeah well now you ain't eating corn mm-hmm. you know like regulating the population and keeping everything in check is is so important. Deer hunting, like fawns, coyotes, like, oh, it's just a coyote. They're just predators. Well, if they kill the fawns, you know, then the deer don't grow up. Then we have a deer problem. Now they're endangered. Nobody gets deer meat. Nobody gets venison. I mean, it's just, it, it, it can be overran. And it's really just to keep the deer healthy, not as much as the deer are going to take over the world if we right. don't shoot them. But right. it keeps a healthy population to where there's not diseases. And then mm. people that are eating deer get sick. It, there's a lot that goes into it. But I mean, it, it definitely matters as far as agricultural, my, you know, the way I see it. It, it affects plant that, growth and all that kind of stuff. That's a good question because that's something I never thought of. Really? Yeah. Never thought of, like, the cycle of everything. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, God didn't create McDonald's way back when. He created <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, he I, created I, the person that made McDonald's, <laughs> but he gave that man, a, you know, the, the mind to sharpen a stick and hunt. Yeah. You know? Like that's that. right. It's just the way it goes. I, I agree with you. I don't think deer can take over a town, but I would give feral hogs a puncher's Dude. chance. <laughs> they they are mean, too. you got, like, a soft, big city. Let's say Portland. Like, Let's say a Texas worth of feral hogs In start coming down on Portland. They're oh, done. Yeah. It's a wrap. They're huh? done. It's a wrap. Done. So done. Yeah. <laughs> so. If, you're, if you're a hippie vegetarian <laughs> Prius driver like me. Oh. Thank the hunter yeah. that the feral hogs don't take over your hippie village. <laughs> <laughs> Riley Smith, always a pleasure, my man. Appreciate it, guys. Enjoy See it. See you next time. Right. When we get back, more sports and sports adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. The boys are at the ballpark, and we're having a lot of fun with it. It's Beerstein Day, baby. Yeah. We got ours. Yeah, we just got ours. (laughs) So there's 2,498 Beersteins left because the first two are in our hands right now, and they are super dope. Nice. They are super dope. If you're not on your way down here already, you need to hurry up. Gates open shortly. Get in line. If you're listening to us – on your ear pods right now in line congratulations you're gonna get yourself a beer stein if not it's gonna be a blast anyways it's still gonna have fun you don't need a friggin beer stein to get down to the the lab and have fun with your friends and family and community and support your albuquerque isotopes and it is a little overcast so the weather is even a a sprinkle more spectacular than it always is yeah you don't have to worry about the sun beating down on you so you got the shade the temperature's nice gonna have a nice game a nice outing the clouds are providing a little shade 
and so is the Madden 23 rankings. Ooh, buddy. Man. Hey, they got a lot of these exactly right. They did. But there are some middle fingers to a few players out here. Yeah. We uh, yeah. We already did wide receivers and edge rushers on the show. So we're going to try to hit the rest of the NFL and the teams yeah. right now. And let's start with the running backs. The first two, the first three, the first four, the first five, fine. I disagree. Not, not that far off. I disagree already. Okay. All right. Nope. <laughs> so, all right. I agree with the number one. Number one is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. 90, ov- 97 overall. Overall 97. Not going to give him a 99. Not going to give him a 100 because, you know, you just can't do that to a guy who doesn't play right. the whole season. Right. We know what he's coming back with. I have a prediction. Okay, what's your prediction? You might disagree with number two. I do not agree with number two at all. Uh Uh-uh, not at all. When healthy, tied for the second best running back on Madden 23, Christian McCaffrey. Stop The boy's a stud when he's healthy. Stop it. He's healthy for what, two two quarters out of a season? It's been a minute. (laughs) Look, man, this, the reason why I have a bad taste in my mouth for Christian McCaffrey, he's burned me, okay? Oh, he's yeah. He's burned me in fantasy football a few times. Literally got me last year. Oh, number no. one pick last year. I took him number one in both leagues. And I'm sure you can imagine I didn't have the greatest season in either league. But you can tell that I'm too realistic for Madden because it's a video game. It's a video game, man. And they're putting the video game numbers on the person who actually does play like a video game. You're very correct. Right. And I, I think that's you. and I, I do think that's why they did that. Yep. Coming in third, right behind Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb. He's a he's a beast. He's okay. at 96 overall as well. I can see that as well. Right. I, that's a fine placing. Yes. But the guy I have number two. And you could argue number one is sitting here in the fourth spot Yeah, 95, Jonathan Taylor. Come on, man. Put some respect on his name. That's a little silly, right? This guy was the man because they're basically going off what they did last season and the potential of what they can do this season. Right. You got to have Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to say he should have been number one. He should have been number one. After last season and the the projections for this season. Doesn't have an injury history. No. Looks, he's good in real life and on paper. Got you. I, I can easily put Derrick Henry number one. Right. Not, not even blink an eye. Not at all. Whatever. That's fine. Right. Christian McCaffrey number two. Uh, pushing it a little bit, but I get it. He puts up video game numbers when he's healthy. He's a cheat code when he's healthy. Yes. He's just never healthy. Jonathan Taylor, that's a even though he's a 95, that's a little bit of shade. That right? is, especially after the season he had last year. You got to give him higher than that. But, hey. After Taylor, we go Cook. Dallas that's Cook, fine at 94. 94. Yep. Mixon, that's fine, 93. Kamara, that's fine at 90. Yeah. He probably won't play a whole season, but I, the 90 looks fine. Okay. Aaron Jones, 89. You like where they got your boy from the Packers? He's That's pretty right. That's okay. pretty right. I got him somewhere in the 8 to 10 area for okay. running backs in the NFL. I'm not yep. mad at that. But I see a little shade. To your boy right yeah, here. Man. You saw him. Man, look. Speaking of cheat code, yeah, if Aust- this guy's healthy, he's, a, he's almost as good as Christian McCaffrey. Look, man, Austin Eckler doesn't get the respect that he deserves from the Chargers. They have him as an overall 88. Okay, and I think I know why, because the Chargers aren't a run team per se. He's not the running back that you give the ball to and put the game on his back. But in this new era of football, he is another receiver 
that comes out of the backfield. He had a lot of touchdowns. I believe he had the most catches in the last two seasons as a running back. You got to make him a 90 at least. I think he's a 90 at least. I have him ranked over Aaron Jones and Kamara on my rankings, but a lot goes into this. Yeah, it does. Madden does it right. They do. I don't think. they, 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 They look at all the aspects. And I think Jonathan Taylor being fourth at a 95. Which is fine. Uh, That's really good. Uh, he doesn't have the longest track record of doing this. Right. One, one big season, still right. young. I think he's still in prove-it mode. Right. So I'm not that mad. I think the overall running back rankings are pretty good. But you see who comes in right after Austin Eckler. This is way too high for me. Ezekiel Elliott is an 88 overall. Okay. So this, this is the cowboy fan rankings that's what it is this is to appease the cowboy fans yes because zeke is not an 88 no and not an 88 and, and that's and, and and that's being generous giving him an 88 yeah I, i'll if, say after how he's been playing 82 ish 82 82 not saying he can't run the ball but he's he hasn't been the feed me zeke that we know of okay you know we're eventually going to get to the quarterbacks but real quick cornerbacks let's go they got that correct off the top. Oh, by the way, it is starting to smell amazing. Oh, all these oh, boots, all these boots oh, yeah. over here are warming up a little bit. What I, I'm smelling caramel corn and mm. green chili fillies in the air yeah. at the same time. They're all mixing It's kind of dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Needs to hurry up and be six o'clock so we can have a little watermelon walk off with Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka's Chris Lyrig. Okay, number one, duh. They got this correct. The biggest duh, Aaron Donald. So, for whatever reason, they – Wait, wait, hold up. We're doing cornerbacks, right? Yeah. We're doing they, corners? They lumped on, on my chart here, for whatever reason. They, oh, you know what? They lumped cornerbacks you gotta go and down, D-line and together. You, on the website, you got to take everybody else uh, out right okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, I see you. Because for the cornerbacks, number one, they got it right. The Rams, Jalen Ramsey, he's a 98. This is the Deion Sanders of today. You can put him out there on the island against anyone, and they're going to have a tough day. They're going to have a tough day. Number yeah. two is and he, from your squad. Oh, you want to keep going on Jalen? Yeah, I think that's correct for Jalen. Not because he's got all the tools, like he should be number one. Right. But he has the longest track record of doing it. There you go. I actually think talent and projections, Jair, my guy, should be ranked ahead of Jalen. But Jalen Ramsey has the better track record. So it's, it's a good ranking. It's a good yeah. ranking. They have Jair number two at 94 overall. Next, Tredavious White from the Bills. He's a 93. He's a stud. Very much of a stud. He's another young guy who he'll be battling for the number one spot next year as long as Jalen doesn't fall off. Next up, you have Darius Slay Jr. of the Philadelphia Eagles. They have him as an overall 92. Uh, That's the one I don't know about. Uh, I believe they gave Slay a little more than what he really is. But not saying he's a bad player, but I say the 92 is a little high for him. Uh, yeah, he's a shutdown corner. He um he had the highest, uh, second highest uh, pro football focus metrics last year. So he had a louder season on paper than he had technically on the field if you watch tape. Denzel Ward after him, I think that's a good choice. Yep. Let's move 92. on to the safeties real quick. Let's do that. And I think they got it pretty much right. Okay. You know, your boy Derwin James Jr. coming in second over uh, b- right behind Tyron Matthew. I think I, those are a good uh, one-two punch. 
Yeah, you can't you can't say that that's a bad situation right Buda there. Buda Baker coming in right after him. I think, you know, Bayard and Simmons coming in right after them. I think they kind of got it right for the secondary. I can't really make that much of an argument. But one thing I can argue about is this next group of players is when we get back, we're going to talk about Madden 23 rankings for the quarterback, and there is definitely some shade in this group. <laughs> the boys are at the ballpark, and we wouldn't be here without our friends. So shout out to Hollow Spirits. They do it right. Great food, great drink, great atmosphere, great service. And you can catch the boys there this Sunday as we do the New Mexico United watch party from Hollow Spirits. Big screen TV, a lot of fun giveaways. We give away gift cards, give away merch, give away tickets to the bartending class and the whiskey and cigar night. And if you show up to the New Mexico United watch party and you don't win a bartending class or you don't win whiskey and cigar night, you can just buy them. You can just go online to hollowspirits.com. It's an event for your friends and family that Welcome you will back, not Duke regret. City. It's a absolute The boys blast. are at the ballpark today as we are every home Friday. Having a lot of fun with it. Got a little breeze blowing in here. The temp just dropped a little bit. Hey, I'm not complaining. This is some big, sexy weather right here. I love it. Come on out to the ballpark if you're not in line already. It's beer stein night, and these things look absolutely amazing so make sure you get down here as early as possible and get yourself a beer stein come out here support your community so support your albuquerque isotopes last segment we were talking a little uh madden rankings and we covered basically everybody except for the big dogs yeah yeah the big men on campus the quarterbacks and for the most part for me I feel like they were very close on every player ranking that we saw so far. Very close. Yes, I agree. This one, though, they nailed a few, but some are absolutely laughable. Yes. Laughable. This is my first time seeing this, and I'm like, <laughs> this can't be the end right here. Where's the updated version of it? Right. Because this is not it. What years did you pick for these people? Exactly. Number one. The GOAT, you can't make a single argument and not rank Tom Brady as the greatest football player in the history of the sport. Got to give it to him. But 2023 Madden ranking Tom Brady is not a 97. Not a 97 at all. By individual statistics, by individual attributes of his talent and athletic ability, he is not the best Madden quarterback. No. He is the best quarterback in the history of football. He is not the best Madden quarterback. This is a joke. It is. And they got him at 99 awareness, and they have Patrick Mahomes awareness at 91. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, but you, you got to max out something to make Tom Brady worth it. You, Definitely you, aware. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's a preparation category, but he's going to score way higher than Kyra Murray, I guess. <laughs> but look, they got Tom Brady's arm as a 92. Yes, come throwing on, power. Man. Yeah, come on. Come on, man. No, no, no. This is no, he no, no. He ain't a 92. No, no. This is the travesty. His carrying rating, carrying, <laughs> is a 69. Well, let me read off a couple of more of these. Aaron Rodgers is 63. Patrick Mahomes, 64. Josh Allen, 57. What? 
Stop this. Bro. What? Stop it. They gave Tom Brady a 70 in agility? <laughs> a 70 in agility? What are they going to give a, a Galapagos Island turtle? <laughs> like a 65? Man. Is he, if Tom Brady gets a 70, yeah. then a tortoise gets a 65, right? Let's go down a little, little more on this uh, list. Number two, Aaron Rodgers at 96. Patrick Mahomes is a 95. Josh Allen is a 92. I do not agree with that at all. Um, Joe Burrow is a 90. Here's the one that I have a problem with as well, because I believe this goes back to your Dallas Cowboy pick yep. to, a, to appease certain fans. Dak Prescott is an 89, right behind Joe Burrow, right before Justin Herbert at an 88. Stop it. Madden has the Cowboys' <laughs> Dak Prescott again. I have him ranked like in between 10 and 12, wherever you like him. Yeah. Go crazy. Dak Prescott is not the sixth best quarterback in the NFL. No, he's not. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Prescott? Nah. No. 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 Just like Ezekiel Elliott, this is a cow, this is a cowboy's bias. Then after Herbert at 88, you have Lamar Jackson at 87. Stop it. Stop it. You're silly. You're Ru silly. Russell Wilson with an 87 You're tied silly. with Lamar Jackson. You're silly. And then the rounded out, Super Bowl winning quarterback Matthew Stafford, 85. The first time that he played on a half-decent team, he wins the Super Bowl, and you got him rounding out the top ten? That's ridiculous. No. I want to I want to hit this a little more later in the show. We could do the actual teams then. But joining us next segment, owner-operator of Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka, Chris Lurig joins us. We're going to do a little taste and get a little sip on, talk about how amazing these pre-canned cocktails are up here at the lab. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 D, Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. The boys are at the ballpark today. It is a Fredless Friday as Fred is on assignment in Nashville, Tennessee at the WW. Is it E or F? Oh, I, I don't, don't pay any attention. Don't do the F, man. It's E. It's oh, is e. It WWE's SummerSlam. There we go. <laughs> Shout out to Executive Chef Jim Griego. Just walked by. He's going to bring us um, a couple tellers. Speaking of teller, we wouldn't be here without our friends and sponsors in the community. And big shout out to Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka. Followed us to the Super Bowl. Friend of the show now. Best vodka in the state, Southwest, oh, yeah. country, I'd like to there say. We go. Spread hey, it out. I there hope you go. so. <laughs> Joining us, owner-operator of Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka, Chris Lurig. What's happening, my guy? What's up, guys? How was your Friday? Good, oh, man. it's about to be a little better once we uh, <laughs> yeah. get what we get, we're getting here. We got, yeah, uh, I got koozies for you. Yeah, yeah you brought koozies. Yes. We got some samples on their way right now. Stoked to have you here. Teller Vodka is like a favorite of the community. Teller Vodka is everywhere you go to buy spirits. Teller Vodka, for my money, is the best vodka in town. Not only that, you guys do a gin. And my all-time favorite coming up, you guys got some uh, you guys got some bourbon in barrels right now. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so we got over 100 barrels of bourbon aging right now, so... September is when they hit two years. Okay. So probably October-ish is when we'll release the first barrel and then slowly release after that. We also have, remember that collab we did with Marble Brewery? Yeah. 
that's been aging for almost three years now. So we're about to release that whiskey too this fall. The, wow. fan, the fans are pouring in to Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. the lab, and they all got 20-year anniversary Isotopes firework beer steins in their hands, and they also have smiles on their faces because this weather is absolutely amazing. There's a little sprinkle blowing through. It should blow through any second now. The grounds crew tarp the field just in case to be safe, but it is the Friday to be at the lab. And once you get here, make sure you go to any concession stand or especially Teller Vodka's concession stand and get you a watermelon walk-off. Yes. Boom. Mariachi margarita. Yes. Boom. Grapefruit hibiscus lemonade. Boom. Yes. Blueberry lavender lemonade. Boom. It's, a, it's like the best bang for the buck, right? Oh, yeah. Each can has two ounces of vodka. Three. Is three. this? Is, no, I'm sorry. meant two shots, three ounces of vodka. Is this your brainchild? Is, is this your idea? Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly where we wanted to be. So we were, we were trying to make something where people could actually enjoy it, like, you know, long term, get it, sit down in your seat for a few innings and actually – have yeah. the product there and not, like, run out super quick. Well, you make it taste so damn good. It's hard to yeah. just – I'm talking as for myself. Yeah, you don't even a, know there's as alcohol. A, <laughs> as an as a amateur guzzler over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, so what goes into this whole process of, you know, you coming up with the watermelon walk-off, the mariachi margarita? Uh, who's the – what's the brainchild? What goes into this? Like, like, I don't want you to give away all of your secrets or anything like that. Hey, but if you can get we're like open. A, but if you, if you can get, like, a low level of what goes into, is there a, is there a war room where you're like, hey, there's, there's a, a flavor we want to we wanna take have a drink about, and let's go from there. So we kind of do it based on, like, what we like and yeah, enjoy, like nice. all our staff and friends and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, we dial in multiple, and those days are uh, – little sloppy yeah sure yeah (laughs) so we'll do like 10 different test batches of one flavor and see which one most people like and kind of dial in from there so yeah that takes like three-ish months to kind of dial in the recipe a little bit okay uh but it just depends on what we're looking for on that product right is it easy to drink in the sun at the pool or is it kind of more of like a ski resort mountain drink ah, like so there's you. different ones for different seasons we're kind of designing or is it something that you enjoy right here at the lab yeah. i.e watermelon walk-off and the mariachi margarita how yeah. did that relationship start with the isotopes uh so they actually reached out to us and came to us and as asked they us should to kind of like, that's what i'm yeah. talking about that's what's up so they they came out to us and asked us if we could do anything cool and we suggested this. We were just starting our blueberry lavender lemonade, and we were like, hey, we can do this for you too, and it kind of just took off from there. And like, it is, honestly, and obviously, this is, I'm not an objective uh, member of the press right now because okay. obviously Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka, is a sponsor of the show. But for me, the Teller pre-made cocktails are the best bang for the buck here. They're delicious. And, I mean, I have one every time I come even before we had a relationship here. Well, so the so watermelon walk-off has been killing it. Mm-hmm. You introduced the mariachi margarita. 
now we have the grapefruit hibiscus and blueberry lavender lemonade. What's next on the horizon? Uh, we're looking at a few different flavors. We have some stuff with the zoo and the aquarium that oh, we're awesome. like kind of designing and doing right now. We have uh, some stuff with the Dukes that we're kind of working with okay. for the old Dukes team and everything. They kind of want to do something cool. They saw all the isotope stuff. Uh, but the real cool thing is last week, the Blueberry Lavender Lemonade RTD won uh, a medal in New Orleans at the American Craft Spirits Association Conference. Wow. As it should. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys have only been doing this three years, right? The cans have been out. The blueberry came out last week was a year ago. Okay. So those are, the blueberry's been out a year, everything else a little less. That was the first one that came out. And then the distillery itself is three years old as of last month. And you guys are already just bejeweled on your walls with all the medals you're winning. Yeah. So you guys, you're not established. You come in hot. you got this upstart distillery, and you're already winning medals. How does that feel? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. There in New Orleans, we uh, we submitted six things, and we won four medals. Uh, for the entire state of New Mexico, there was five medals that was awarded. So And you got four of them. <laughs> yeah, there so, you go. So we're doing good. We're enjoying it right now. So where does the, the passion for spirits, where does the passion for distilling come from? Where did you get your start? So I went to UNM. That's right when, like, Lacumbre and Marble and everything was going. So I kind of got started on that beer side of it a little bit. But every time we were there, I was like, hey, I like whiskey more than this. I want to do something different. <laughs> yeah. So I started focusing more on that, went to Texas, opened, ran that distillery for, like, seven years, and then came back here to bring all that knowledge back here and open this one. And, and you're not just owner-operator. Like, you get your fingernails dirty. Like, oh, I mean, not, not, I mean, <laughs> you don't, as, I'm not, I'm not, as he puts his hands up, and yes, he I, is a working man. I'm not, I'm not I saying. I don't got typewriter hands yeah. like you. <laughs> I got the hands of a puppeteer. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm there. So you're actually, you're actually there blending, grounding. You're, grind, you're, proofing, you're back there bottling. grinding. We bottled a couple pallets of vodka today. We're, we're doing everything every day. One day that I want to go and check it out is when you're doing the mash for the blueberry. That seems like a lot of fun. Oh, it's how many pounds of blueberries go into each mash? Right now, with how much we're doing, we're doing like thirty-six hundred pounds of blueberries a week. <laughs> That's crazy. A what? A ton? <laughs> a ton and a half of what? blueberries where every you, week? Where are you getting these blueberries? Uh, all over, from farms all over the yeah. world right now. That's crazy. It changes every month from yeah. all the supply chain and COVID and everything. But we're we're buying everyone out. As I email everyone every day, can I buy unlimited blueberries from you? <laughs> <laughs> so where uh, can you get Teller Vodka? Where can you get the Safe House Distilling, pre-made cocktails, walk-off, uh, mariachi, et cetera, et cetera? Besides the lab. Yeah, I was like, we have them in the stadium. You should definitely yeah. have one here, but yeah. where else in town can you get uh, We have them all over. I mean, we're in Smith's, Albertsons, Paradise, Jubilation, Quarters, Kelly's, Walmart, Costco, Total Wine. <laughs> Wherever, 7-Eleven, all subs. Wherever awesome. you can think of, it's probably there. All right. If 
if you're doing it at Allsup's, then you know I've I've been there for sure. I bought <laughs> I bought. Oh yeah, you get Allsup's is like it's like yeah. my second home. <laughs> there you go. You I'm know, a, that's a good combination yeah. right there. I'm a world's famous beef and bean burrito guy. I like <laughs> oh, the old okay. school taco sauce. Don't hit me with that picante garbage. <laughs> That's Texas talk right there. Some All right. ketchup Chris, on your yes. taco. <laughs> yeah. New York City. <laughs> All right, more Chris Lurig in the 630 segment. We're going to sip on some Teller Spirits. Next, we got Voice of the Isotopes, Josh Sushan, to tell us about the game and everything that's going to happen tonight. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM, 6, AM 610, the sports animal welcome back albuquerque the boys are at the ballpark but so are some clouds we had a quick little sprinkle earlier looked like the first cell blew over but amateur weatherman and voice of the isotopes josh sushan joins us right now what's happening my guy what's going on welcome good to have you guys here how many different jerseys do you have Robert? I, you know what i need to find out if i were to sit the over under at nine and a half would it be more or less than oh, nine? no it's more than nine. it's way more than way nine. more than nine okay actually you know what i'm going through my closet tomorrow are you talking about nine marlins jerseys <laughs> or nine jerseys I meant, total i meant nine baseball jerseys oh, okay baseball jerseys yeah. no i have more than nine but okay. total oh yeah it's it's crazy okay he, it's he crazy. does like uniform changes and sh- like we'll do one hour and he'll go he'll go to the bag and he'll come out in like a throwback dr j that would make like, I was like, a- like you're just wearing a mickey mantle jersey now now you're wearing dr j what are you doing that'd be a good like tiktok video with the transitions and oh, all yeah. that kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah yeah if i wasn't kicked off of it for life oh oh there's a story there yes it is <laughs> So a lot of smiling faces here at the lab tonight. People already got some beers. They got some nachos. They got some soda pops. But everyone who's here by now, they already have the beer steins. Did, yep. you, did you get your eyes on these beer steins? Those yeah, are they're sweet. really good. Yeah, nice. it says 20 years. Yeah, it's a really good one. Yeah, I think that I'm looking around to see if, like, the people who are coming in, it looks like there's still a few more left. I mean, we've been open for about 15 minutes. Looks like there's a couple more left. Well, thanks for the words of encouragement to the friend of the show. Hurry up and get down here. If you're listening to us and your earbuds right now, get in line. Hurry up. The beer steins are going fast. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm looking up at the clouds, and it makes me think, like, this is like a Stranger Things cloud formation. Yes, it is. Ish, right? It, yes. it came out of nowhere, too, because it looked like we were, we were going to miss it. And then the second part came and was like, well, we're going to get something. Well, what does amateur weatherman Josh Sushan think about this? It looks like the guy that's to the right of us right now is going to blow over. Yeah. But there might be a little swirly boy to the south coming at us. Yeah, there's one in Los Lunas, and we'll see what that one decides to do. If it's going to break up or veer right or left or what, I'll say what I always say. I'm optimistic that we're going to play nine innings tonight because that's I do because I am that way. That's what's up. Well, I think the fans are too because they keep coming in. Oh, yeah. It, it, it hasn't slacked down. It doesn't look like anyone's looking in the sky and saying, hey, we're not going to play tonight or it might be short. People are still coming, so all that's right, be, a good thing. All right, be honest. If you guys ever had tickets to a sporting event and you got there and you're like, ah, you know, the weather, let's turn around and go home. Never. Zero times <laughs> ever. If you ever uh, had tickets and just decided I'm not even going to bother showing up because of the weather. Never. Yeah. Exactly. Never. Yeah. Right? My, my, you got the tickets, you might as well show up. Exactly. 100%. Buy the ticket, take the ride, am I right? Yeah. Like, usually a rain delay is good for me because that puts the seventh inning stretch 
beer cut off later. <laughs> so if it's a 30-minute weather delay, I could get another oat soda in. I, never, I could get another watermelon walk-off in. I could get another mariachi margarita in and a rain delay, baby. I never thought of it like that until yes. you just said it. Yeah. You just put a light bulb off in my it's head. A man so, who knows his priorities. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no secret to the friends of the show and loyal listeners that your dude knows how to party, and he does <laughs> actively. I've seen you with watermelon walk-off in hand. Have you ever had the mariachi margarita yet? Have I had it? I don't think so. You haven't had it yet? I don't think so. All right, stick around in 10 more minutes. We're going to have a tasting. So we'll, we're we'll going to have a we'll tasting get you a in 10 minutes. Oh, wait, I was not I supposed to open this yet? <laughs> I was not supposed to pound this already. <laughs> so we had a uh, short delay last night as well, but like you said today, you ended up playing nine. Yep. I feel like it's going to be the same vibe tonight. And regardless if we play nine or seven and a half and they finally cut off Van or however <laughs> much we play tonight, there's a lot of smiling faces here. What is it about the lab that, you know, brings Bracanos together and, like, it's just the most fun, family-friendly place in Albuquerque, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's like it's your second home, right? It's your it's your summer home away from home, and and you just know that it's going to be clean, it's going to be safe, it's going to smell good, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's Banana Fosters or popcorn or Dion's or like it's going to smell good. You're going to have lots of options. You're going to have other like-minded people that are just there to have fun, that are there to have a good time. They're not going to start any trouble, sure. right? They just know that. You just know that you're in a good spot, and and I think that from day one, people have been able to take pride in the facility, and it's a place where, you know, people come in from out of town, and you go, "Have you seen our ballpark? Look how beautiful our ballpark is! You got to come to a game. You got to check out how beautiful." It's just something that you can all take pride in, when when you know that it's just such a good place. Um, since coming off the road and coming back to the lab, what's the noticeable change that you've seen in the isotopes? Ooh, it's a good question. You know, um, I asked Warren Schaefer about this the other day, and I said, okay, we're past the halfway point. We've done the midseason break, but we still have over two months left in the season. You know, like, what's your focus? And he said there's two things. He said, number one, I want to rest my guys during batting practice so that they're ready to go at 7.05 because we still got a lot of games left. And it's all about just conserving their energy to make sure they're ready to go. And he said, and the second thing is winning. He goes, it's our job to win as many games as possible. And are they going to make the playoffs? I mean, they're 12 games back. It's long odds. They're in fourth place. But that's not, yeah, you want to go to the playoffs. But it's trying to get into the habits, good habits, practice habits of this is how you win. This is how you prepare. This is the things that you do in order to win games. And so, I mean, that, that's a big emphasis for the Rockies. And I know they haven't won as many as they'd like at AAA. But AA, high A, low A, uh, Arizona Complex, they're all above 500. And it's all about building those winning habits. Speaking of winning habits, uh the big club started off pretty hot this year, looking like they were going to contend, hit a little rough patch. Do you feel like the Colorado Rockies, the Isotopes parent organization, is going to be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline coming this Tuesday? They're the hardest team to read. Sure. And maybe it's because they don't talk to the to the headline makers around Major League Baseball the way that other teams do, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the Ken Rosenthal's and the Jeff Passons and the Buster Olneys and all those who seem to be, like, locked in on every organization, what they're doing. It doesn't seem like anyone has good sources about the Rockies, right? 
And so I don't know if that's because the Rockies are going to do nothing. So most of the time when those, when the, I call them the headline reporters, when the headline reporters get information about the Rockies, it's usually what other teams are telling them. Sure. More so than what the Rockies are saying directly about what their plans to do. You know, I think the Rockies went into the midseason break going, hey, you know, we're playing good ball. They had won three straight series. You know, they won on the road. They came home, they won. And then you come out, you lose three out of the, four to the Brewers. You, you're lucky to split with the White Sox. You get smoked last night by the Dodgers. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, conventional wisdom is that they would sell. I mean, they're in last place. Right, right, But right. who knows? Who knows with the Rockies? Speaking of uh, this, the trade deadline across MLB, the biggest name out there, Shohei Otani. Yeah. If you were on any type of board with the Angels, would you even think of trading him? I would not trade him. There's no right. way. Right. I wouldn't trade him. I don't him. even no. understand how that's a story. I would try and figure out how I can surround him with better players. Right. I mean, he, he's such a unique talent, not just for what he does for you on a baseball field from a marketing standpoint, Boom. from a ticket standpoint. Mm-hmm. Really, how many more people go to games when he starts? Yeah. As a businessman, why would I get rid of my most marketable asset? You know? Especially his reach into Asia and oh, Southeast yes. Asia. Right. Yes, right. I would be thinking about how can I surround him with better players. There we go. Is what I would be thinking. I, I agree completely. I think it's foolish that he's even in talks right now. But, I mean, the GM has to do their due diligence, right? If yes. You, if you get, like, a Herschel Walker-esque trade, <laughs> right? And you, and you I love change. how we all know what Herschel Walker yes, is. That yes, means, right? yes. Yeah. yeah, you get a, uh, I mean, let's let's say the only precedent in the, like the past 20 years would be the Miguel Cabrera trade because of the, the haul they got yeah. was supposed to be no doubt MLB starters. Like yeah. you're getting back three or four all-stars. But that's the only thing that moves somebody like Shohei Otani or yeah. a Juan Soto. Yeah, I, I wouldn't deal Otani. Um, I mean, the Nationals, it's a little bit of a different thing with Soto. But, I mean, here's the other thing with Otani. He only has one year left as, until he becomes a free agent anyways, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I want him to the end, and I want to re-sign him. Yes. Yeah. I would extend him now. I wouldn't even I wouldn't yeah, even want to play with I him. I wouldn't allow my PR department to even let that leak out there that you were taking offers. Yeah, And yeah. there's no way I want yeah. to piss off this guy. Uh, we don't know when first pitch is going to be. I think it's still TBD, but the weather looks beautiful to me. Get on out here. Get on out here to the lab and support your boys. A lot of smiling faces. Everybody having fun. When do you expect the pregame to be, and who's on the pregame? Pregame show, is, my guest is John Traub. We talked about tomorrow's um, Better Call Saul breaking bad silent auction gonna be a blast you know I, I wanted to know like the details of how this came together in a sneak peek john answers was well brian cranston called me one day on easter and oh, i was like oh, really wow. oh. that's a significant name drop uh, wow. uh, brian uh-huh. cranston called me on sunday so we get the full details of how it came together the number of items that are going to be available here on the concourse is really going to be something so i just wanted to know the details and just continue to preview that so he's the guest when am i going to begin i don't know um once i know when the game's going to start then it's going to be 20 minutes after that but i would tell you two fine gentlemen that um you should plan on going to 7 p.m just in case we'll make an adjustment if needed but plan on going to 7 p.m just in case as you can see i already added the 645 seconds (laughs) to the rundown it's more time for all the friends of the show to come hang out and and taste more items from safe house there we go (laughs) josh sushan voice the isotopes thank you as always good sir yes have a great weekend guys when we get back we're going to find out what owner operator of safe house distilling and teller vodka's favorite team that he plays with on madden or two men on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal welcome back albuquerque 
You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I might have some inside information here. The tarp might be coming off quite shortly. The grounds crew went to the field. They're checking it out. I think the second storm cell might blow over a little bit. So get on down to the lab and support the boys. Speaking of the boys, the boys start their day at the YMCA, and I encourage you to as well. An amazing gym and amazing people, and what they do for the community is just mind-blowing. Love us some YMCA. You should start your days at the YMCA just like the boys do. Another friend of the show, Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka back in the house. What up, Chris? What up? (laughs) (laughs) So earlier we did uh, a little bit of Madden rankings, and we didn't quite get to the team rankings yet. And uh, what, uh, you know, speaking of that, hold on. It is 6.33 Mountain Standard Time here in Albuquerque, but it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Ah, boom. Crack that. (laughs) There we go. Just cracked a little mariachi margarita. Going to have a little sip here at the lab with Chris Lurig, owner-operator of Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. All right. The flavor profile on the mariachi margarita is perfect. It's like it it was just like hand shook from a bartender right in front of you at your favorite Mexican restaurant. What was the process to make this? This actually was probably the longest one. Uh, and the cool thing that we did on this one, like flavoring-wise, to make it a little more natural and not like artificial sweetening, was honey. Okay. Just the sweetener on it instead of like sugar or simple syrup or anything. Okay. So when you taste it a little bit, you'll get that honey in there. So that was really cool, and that kind of, I feel like, makes it, Tastes a little cleaner, a little everything, where it's not syrupy or anything like that. Right. Are you yeah. guys hiring for any type of uh, taste testers, or or do you have do you take volunteers or internships or anything? If you come help bottle, like we keep you hydrated, and <laughs> we make sure you walk home with a bottle, and you're good to go. <laughs> All right, Chris. Who's your go-to team when you play Madden? I don't think I've paid played Madden since college. Uh, <laughs> am I going to get hate on this? Probably. Who, ca- but who probably. cares? Who cares? Welcome to the show. But since since I have uh, since I have tickets, I'll say Cowboys. Okay. But normally I play FIFA. Hey, I'm man. FIFA wait, wait, wait. Guy. Okay. So I, I, you're getting the hate from me. Okay. <laughs> and and I, I'm, in, I'm indifferent to the Cowboys. But, but you I know, go for the beer and tequila. So. Sure. <laughs> and you know Albuquerque is a big cowboy city. Oh, yeah. So more, more people are probably cheering than booing right now, I'm pretty sure. I'm more but of a FIFA guy. You're well, more I'll of a FIFA play, guy. I play FIFA. That's see, a great game. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that's, that game is awesome. I that's, went through a phase where I played way more FIFA than Madden. And I'm actually, I, if I had to rank the sports, I would have NFL over football. Mm-hmm. But I would have FIFA ranked over Madden on hours I've played yes. historically. Yes. I've had so many, so many friends. Well, with your group of friends. Yeah. Agreed. So much yeah. Fun. And yeah. It's, more, it's more rapid fire. And yeah. We were playing with uh, all the bartenders from Dirty Bourbon and everything last weekend. And yeah. It was awesome. They, so got, I, they got mad that I beat them, but it was awesome. <laughs> I, could, I could have the boys go out and run routes and throw footballs, but I don't have 
the stamina to go out and actually <laughs> I can't actually go out and play soccer for you need, you for need an to do hour and a half. More. Is, is that it? If you okay. Did karaoke more. I saw you at karaoke. Keep yeah. breathing reps up. You'll be there. Okay. I mean that's a, that's a good point. All right. That's a all right. Hot yoga. I got conned into yep. doing hot yoga. Yep, I've done that. Friend of the show you knows. Got karaoke. Had a crazy story from the New Mexico United watch party. Color vodka. Okay, boom. That there we for go. Sure. Well, you got to flip. Plan. You got to flip that around though. You got to start. <laughs> you got to start at Teller Vodka and make everything else even funner. If I if I start with Teller Vodka, there's no way I'm doing anything after that. <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> So I see on this list that the Cowboys are the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh-ranked team in the NFL by Madden, tied with the Chiefs and 49ers. What? Just, <laughs> just like Come Dak, on, man. Just like Dak Prescott. Just Ezekiel. like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. The Cowboys, the team, are also overrated oh on Madden. Oh my gosh. They ain't no. They're not no seventh best team in the NFL. <laughs> no, not at all. Wait, how many are you rings do they have? Say what? How many rings do they have? What? Uh, this is yeah. Madden 2023. Yeah. <laughs> not, how many? Not in Madden 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I think the top of the list is pretty close. They got the Buccaneers way ahead of the pack. Buccaneers are the highest rated team on Madden with a 92. Uh. 85 defense, 92 offense. Bills come in second, one point ahead of the Rams. That's a little bit of shade to it the is. Super Bowl champs. It is. It is. Who Did really, besides Vaughn Miller, they didn't lose anything. Like, they're still the same team that just won the Super Bowl. Exactly. Did you see the new UFC fighting game? No, There's what about it? There's a UFC fighting game, and you know how, like, Madden, that, The FIFA, ratings and all that? It's yeah. all, like, it's the year, right? Right. 22, 23, 24. Yeah. UFC is UFC 3. I'm <laughs> like... That's it? Like ever? Or? <laughs> How often do you make these things? Hey, if the Cowboys are any indication, the U- the ratings on the UFC game, like Conor McGregor's 104. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he just drinks whiskey the whole time. Yeah, yeah, sweet. It's is. just promotion for his whiskey brand. Because he can't <laughs> feel it. Yeah, the middle of the octagon is proper 12. Proper 12, gone. <laughs> hey, UFC 4, the middle of the ring is going to be Teller barrel-aged bourbon. That's going to be what's oh, in the middle of the ring. Oh, there we go. Because I'm excited for this. This is going to there take off. There we go. I guarantee you it's going to be Teller vodka is already New Mexico's vodka. Teller bourbon is about to be New Mexico's bourbon, too. You guys watch out when that comes to yeah, your shelves. We have over 100 barrels aging right now, and they're about to hit two years in three months, three or four months. You don't refer to your barrels as, like, by the month? Like, how old's your boy? Oh, it's, it's 19 yeah. and a half months. Oh, we do. Don't you worry. He's, he's 324 weeks old. <laughs> what? Old, old distilleries used what? to do that on bottles. I've seen, like, old bottles from, like, the 70s and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, 20-month whiskey. And I'm like. That's weird. I kind of want to steal that and do that. that <laughs> that's actually pretty cool, though. Yeah. 20 months, like. Did, like you get shut down by the cops or something? Like why did you? <laughs> no. Why did you stop at twenty months? Yeah. Like what the hell? Our bootlegging operation closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to empty out all of our bathtubs, <laughs> fill, up, fill up these bottles. So the rankings go: Buccaneers way ahead. Yeah. Bills, Rams, Rams and Packers are tied at eighty-eight. Then behind them are the Ravens, 
and your Chargers tied at 87. Okay. So tied for fifth and a half place, the Ravens and Chargers. I got the Chargers ranked way ahead of the Ravens. You're welcome. I don't know, man. It just depends because the, Ra- the Ravens are traditionally a great defensive team. If our defense catches up with our offense, yes. We got J.C. Jackson. We, we picked up Khalil Mack, so we got to see. We got to see about it. They haven't played yet. All right, and the biggest shade thrown in all of these teams. Who are you going to say? Coming in at, what do we got, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th team. The 11th team ranked the losers of the Super Bowl. I was going to say the that. Cincinnati Bengals. 85. That's one point ahead of the Browns. That's so ridiculous. Stop it, That's man. a slap in the face. Stop it. They got second place in the NFL. That is very good. Second place out of 32, and for whatever reason, they got you ranked 11th out of 32. They're yeah. one point ahead of their divisional rival. That is straight shade. Stop it. All right, we got one more segment today on Two Men On. The boys are at the ballpark, and we wouldn't be here without our friends in the community like New Mexico Pinon Coffee. It's the best coffee in the universe. I haven't had coffee from Jupiter yet, but I'm pretty sure New Mexico Pinon Coffee is better. We support everything they do in the community their philanthropy and community activity is phenomenal anything they do the boys got their back chris can you hang out for one more i got you all right our boy we're gonna sip some more mariachi margaritas here at the lab we got one more segment of two men on you're listening to 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal welcome back albuquerque the boys are here Boys are at the ballpark. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Joined once again by owner-operator Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka, Chris Lurig. Welcome back to the program, my man. What's up, guys? Good. We're having our own little special private tasting right now. Yeah. Safe House Distilling's Mariachi Margarita. You can't steal our mariachi margarita right now but i'll make you a special deal if you come to the park tomorrow i'll tell you what you can taste as much as you legally can have because <laughs> safe house distilling and teller vodka is going to be doing tastings up at the lab tomorrow isn't that right chris yeah we'll be here we'll get here a little early before the game opens and we'll be here basically till the seventh inning Trust Seventh me. inning, so you got to cut people off. Yeah. Trust me, you guys want to come because this tastes amazing. Shout out to my man in the chief shirt right here. I believe he's listening to us as well. <laughs> he wants to know, can he do it right now? <laughs> tomorrow. Hey, tomorrow. Tomorrow, my right man. There. Right here. Right, right in front of Marge Simpson tomorrow. Didn't catch his name, but friend of the show walked by, pointed at his ears. Was he a fan? Shot out. Yeah, big fan. We got a lot oh, of fans yeah. here. Oh, he at a fan Bar Park. Well, there's only one Van fan. There's only one VIP of the Van Nunley Fan Club, and that's owner operator. <laughs> I, I thought that was a safe house to still. You thought he ran the fan club? I mean, well, you guys. You oh no, that's right. You're a um, secretary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kim, Chief, Kim is it? Chief Information Officer. <laughs> so it makes your hey. Double dipping on fun tomorrow night. We got the Breaking Bad memorabilia auction. Man. Helping kids, helping veterans. And then we got 
sponsor of the show, friend of the show, friend in real life, Safe House Distilling and Teller Vodka doing a tasting here. You're going to hand out a lot of tasters oh, yeah. tomorrow. We have a lot of cans. We're ready. The lab, the lab is going to be rocking <laughs> tomorrow. So make sure you come and bid on all these awesome Breaking Bad items Wait and a get minute. you some Teller Vodka. Did you say what I think you just said? So the tasters are just the cans? No, we'll do samples. Okay, well, I was about pre- to say, I'll be back. We're, <laughs> we're bringing in enough cans to sample a lot Got of people. Got you, okay. I was about to say, if the cans We are don't the want tasters, to run out. If the correct. cans are the tasters, you, yeah. you won't last 30 we gotta minutes. we got to keep you hydrated. Yeah, you we won't don't last 30 minutes. <laughs> I think they refer to that as what most people call illegal. Yeah, we would yeah. never do that. Yeah, yeah. You, can't just, you can't just hand out a bunch say, of cans right. to people. Just a little, little sample, a little yeah, taste. Of course. Not yeah. like nobody did that to us. Keep people safe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how else am I going to get the can cracking noise <laughs> if I don't have a whole can? There you go. As, this long, is as like, long as you got your safe house tattoo on tomorrow, we'll hook you up. Hey, That's right. There we go. <laughs> and if you don't already have it on, you can get a stack of safe house. What are you going to bring? Tattoos? You're going to bring stickers? Koozies. Some bandanas. merch. Ooh, bandanas? Bandanas? Man, you haven't given me a bandana yet. What, okay. did, I, what did I say wrong? You got to come back to laser tag. What did I do to deserve You're that? scared. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am not scared of no laser tag, and I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> and these Albuquerque Isotopes fans are not scared of a little drizzle that is already passed. Let me tell you, Albuquerque, the tarp is off the field. Pre-game starts right here in five minutes with Josh Sushan. They're going to play some baseball. Screw this next storm cell. We're going to play some baseball tonight. There we go. So how how long have you guys been coming here? Is This this is the second season you've had a partnership with the Isotopes? So it started at the end of the last season. So this is the first full season. Okay. It was We were partnered with them like a month or so at the end of the last season, maybe two months. So it was at the very end. It kind of was late in the season. And, I mean, RTDs, canned cocktails were pretty new, so we were still coming out with everything, and we didn't want to, like, rush anything. Right. So it kind of delayed a little bit. This is kind of the first major push on them everywhere, and they're going crazy. Speaking of going crazy, this community is going crazy for all of your products. We're up against it. Before we go, any last words? Where can friend of the show find safe house distilling where can friend of the show get teller vodka products so you can come to our tap room we're downtown 616 gold avenue or you can go to any of your local liquor stores so paradise jubilation kelly smith's albertson's total wine costco we're pretty much in all of them at this point so we're just trying to keep up. Everyone's drinking too much. <laughs> Robert Buck D. Gibson, thanks for sitting in today. We had some fun at the park. Oh, yeah. Anybody wants to see some comedy tonight, I'll be at Enchanted Circle Brewing. That's at 6001 San Mateo. And then you got a little party after that, too, right? Yeah, man. Come through uh, Sauce and Raw Ultra Lounge starting at 9 o'clock. I got a, a East Coast Bad Boy Breakers party. It's time for Albuquerque baseball. When we get back from commercial, Josh Sushan, voice of the Isotopes, and your pregame. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.